Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right, church, how are we doing tonight? Praise God. Wednesday night, all is well. It's getting dark early out there. My goodness. I was getting in the van, loading the kids up. I was like, wait a second. Am I supposed to be coming home or going to church? Yeah. All right, if you need uh, any note paper or anything like that, slip your hand up. I'm sure Craig or someone will be around that can help you uh, this evening. If you uh, have uh, any offering, tithes and offerings tonight, uh, you can put those in the box. There's a box to the left of the door right there on your way out. I just want to say a quick prayer for those. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your goodness and your faithfulness that's running after us. Thank you, Father, that you are jealous for us in a good way, a good jealousy, that you hold us close, tight, that you want us to be with you wherever we go. Thank you, Father, that we can trust you in everything, including our finances. Thank you, Father, that you bless every gift, every giver, and that you multiply. You are the God of multiplication. Thank you, Father, for wisdom of ideas. Thank you, Father, for business ideas. Thank you for new inventions, Father. Thank you for things that transform people's lives, Father. Thank you, Father, that we are, we are just doing it. We are a church of excellence, Father, and that you are helping us to be excellent in every way, Father. I just thank you that each person here tonight carries with them a spirit of excellence everywhere they go. And when they do so, thank you, Father, for promotions in favor and employment and with their boss. Father, I just speak supernatural favor tomorrow with a boss that they didn't have favor with before. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. If you will turn in your Bibles with me. Actually, we're going to jump around a little bit uh, tonight, and I love Justin. Great job, man. I'll tell you what's, what's interesting. One, thanks for hanging with us. You know, it's always different every Wednesday and every Sunday. You never know what's going to go down, right? <clears throat> so I appreciate you hanging with it. But you put in, uh, even though I'm surrounded, even though I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. You put that in inside that song of the goodness of God. And I love how you did that because the goodness of God really is what surrounds us. And believe it or not, my message tonight is called In Him. In him. So even though I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by him. And what a perfect word picture of being in him is that we are truly surrounded by him. So thank you for praying and being led by the Spirit, knowing exactly, shoot, I didn't know what you were singing and you didn't know what I was talking about. So this is good, yeah? Amen, amen. So I'm going to jump around a little bit tonight. Uh, Just I got some scripture verses that I really just want to drive home of what it means to be in him. What does that look like? What does that feel like? How, does that, how do we walk day in and day out being in him? And first I want to open up with John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. You may have heard this before. <laughs> you may have seen this on football players underneath their eyes. They get those little black things and they write John three sixteen. You know, for a while, I don't know, shoot, I don't know what's going on with football fans. I'm a little disappointed. Because, you know, 
for a long time, if you'd watch a football game, and you'd watch them kick the field goal, and then they'd kind of go up to the stand, somebody always seemed to have a John 3.16 sign-up. Isn't that not true? You guys remember that? Those like, those like diehard football watchers like me? Now I'm not sure I see John 3.16 anymore. I see a lot of beers in their hands. <laughs> a lot of go this, go that. But I don't see that John 3.16 anymore, so that's got to come back. Where's Tim Tebow when you need him, right? Anyway, John 3.16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He so loved the world. He so loved the world. And you think of the Bible as this amazing plan of redemption. You know, the story of, of, of God's redemption for man from the beginning to the end. And then right, not in the middle necessarily by page-wise, but in the middle, here comes, he, he brings Jesus in. He brings, he says, I love you guys so much, I'm bringing you a Savior. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into this world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. We have an opportunity to walk with him and in him each and every day. Each and every day. Acts 17 verse 28 says this, For in him... Listen to this, for in him we live and we move and we have our being. It's like, I've read that so many times, but if you think of that, for in him, surrounded by him, we are in him because of what he has done, we now have the ability in this New Testament living to be completely surrounded by him, to walk in him, to walk things through him, to have the Holy Spirit with us everywhere we go. In him we live and move, and have our being. And to me, that's like, that's like, this is all like the physical stuff, right? To me, this is like, this is showing me, this is like not just in the spiritual realm we walk in him, but this is how I live, how I move, how I have my being, like my flesh is able to actually walk in him on a day-to-day basis. And it's just like, wow, really? Yes, really. Yes, really, this is true. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring, praise God. This in him, is in Christ, is mentioned over and over and over in the New Testament. It's happened over and over and over. And these statements, I, I believe, because we believe in the Bible, are absolute facts. So when he says we are in him and we can move and have our living and have our being in him, this is an absolute fact. In fact, if you took this to the court of law, it would be held true. The decision would be upheld that we are in him. You know, I've done research, and actually something just uh, came across recently to me, and it was, what, what do almost all millionaires have in common? There's this common thing for every millionaire and you're just like, wow, like I really want to know, what this, is it their personality? Is it like they're super charismatic, or they're really good articulate speaker, or they're extroverted, or maybe they're all introverted? Or, and you start thinking of millionaires or people you see on TV, and you're like, I wonder if this is what it is. And you know the two most common things that they have found is, number one, they followed their passion. 
In this world, they followed their passion. They became successful. I would argue that for us as Christians, if we follow our passion, our Christ, our Jesus, we are in him, we can do nothing but be successful. You see that? And the second thing is that every single millionaire had in common is that they failed. Most of them, on average, seven times. It said the average millionaire has been bankrupt seven times. I was like, what? Are you serious? They failed that? And then I'm thinking about, wait a second, this is like us. If you will follow, if you will follow Jesus with everything that you are, make him the passion of your life and truly walk in him. Because when you're walking in him and you're surrounded by him, you are following him. But guess what? If you're not surrounded by him and in him, then you're following somebody else. You're following somebody else. And at the same time, guess what? I made some mistakes today. Probably seven, maybe more. I didn't file for bankruptcy today. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, and not going to happen in Jesus' name. But these millionaires, they followed their passion. And guess what? They failed. And they ended up being successful. Church, can we truly see that we are in him? And when we follow him, and he is our passion, if we fail, we keep going. If we mess up, we keep going. Because we are surrounded by him. Even though we seem surrounded by whatever else is in our lives, the challenges that come around us, when we are in him, and we are surrounded by him, the storms of life are actually hitting what? They're hitting him, not us. And it's just like, whoa, if I could keep my perspective like this, I'm just walking, hey, I'm walking with Jesus. Jesus says, go over here. Okay, let's go over here. There seems to be a storm over here, but Jesus took me here. And if Jesus took me here and there's a storm here, Jesus is going to take care of that storm. I can't take care of that storm on my own power, my own strength. It's what happens is when Jesus is saying, let's go over here, and we end up over here, and the storm is over here, we're saying, oh, Jesus, help me. He's saying, you're supposed to be over here. So what do we do? Let's get up and get over where we need to be. Let's get up and get over where we need to be. That's right. Philippians 4.13, another very common verse, says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think this same analogy, when you're surrounded by him, when you're following him, and your passion is him, you can now do all things through him. Why? Because he is calling you to go here. He is paving the way for you to go here, which means through him, which if you're surrounded by him, everything's coming through him anyway. You're able to do all things. Over here, you can't do all things. <laughs> over here's on your own. That's a, no one's sitting over here. This is good, right? So over here, you're on your own. Sorry. My, 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 you guys are like really over here. I get it. But over here, you're on your own. But when you can do all things through Christ is when you are truly in him, walking with him. And he promises to continue to surround you as you seek him. And as you go after him with your whole heart. You know, what happens when it's the opposite of that? It says John 15, 5. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
He who abides in me, again, in him, and I in him, we get to bear much fruit. So when we're walking over here, we're bearing fruit. This is good. We're in him. We can do everything he's asked us to go do. He's equipped us for the calling because it's through him. But what happens when we're standing over here and the storms are coming? What happens? Watch. For without me, you can do nothing. Ugh. Ugh. This is a tough place to be over. I've been over here. <laughs> I've been over here sometimes too long. And I think what we need to do when we realize we are over here, how fast can we get our running shoes on? How fast can we lace them up, strap them in? Maybe we need Velcro running shoes, yeah? I ain't got time to tie them. I got to put them on. Let's go. I got to get back to Jesus. I got to get back to Jesus. Because I can't do this life without him. And if you've tried, you've figured it out. You can't do it without him. You cannot do it without him. When we're in something, it's like, what does that look like? When we're in church, we are in here. We're inside of here. And whatever's happening out there, these walls are protecting us from that. Could be windy. Could be, it's cold. It's probably windy. Might be raining or snowing out there. But we're protected. When we're in Christ, is the same thing. We are in him. He is these walls out here that's protecting us. He is the one who is doing the work. So what does it mean to be in him? You're in him. It's not like a huge revelation. We can be actually in him. We are surrounded by him. You know, my kids, uh, I love my kids. The theological discussions I have with my kids are absolutely amazing. Now, honestly, since they've been going to LCA, it's been getting better. So thank you, Lord, for the school. <laughs> Apparently, you know, partnering with parents, I think, is part of the, the you know, the mission statement. So I, I, we all need help. Parents, we need help raising our kids in the Lord. So, but they're always talking about, you know, and we've all done this, you know, Jesus is in my heart. And I'm just like, well, yeah, sort of, but not really. You know, you are in him and you're surrounded by him. Really, the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of you. And, you know, they're just kind of looking at me like, so at the end of the day, I'm just like, it's okay. Yeah, Jesus is in your heart. Okay, that's okay. I, you, I get it. But, and then they start asking me the other question. Like, but if Jesus, the Son of God, but I thought he was at the right hand of the Father. I thought he was in heaven. So how can he actually be in here? And they're starting to look down at their chest. And they're like, I thought Jesus was like this big guy. And I'm just like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, you are in Christ. Christ surrounds you. Yes, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. But what he has done, what he did for you, and the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you is truly that same representation of Jesus Christ. And so it's truly he is surrounding us. He is surrounding us. When we're walking with him, he is the one taking the pressure. He is the one feeling that storm. He is the one who is that shield, that shield of faith. That faith is in him. Ephesians 2.10. I want to hit a couple verses here in Ephesians. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ. Where? In Christ. He has created us in him. I love that. For what? For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And that was part of our prayer this morning or this evening when we started. 
about God as a calling for each and every one of you. He has good works planned for each and every one of you. And it's different. If I were to try to go do Mike Parchi's good works, I would not be able to do them. And if Mike would try to do my good works that, that, that God has in store for me, he wouldn't be able to do them. No calling is better or more important. or di- It's just different. It's just different. And that's okay because God is orchestrating something. And we may not know exactly why this or that. And we can ask sometimes. Sometimes he tells us. Sometimes he doesn't. But we have to trust him. Trust in him. I find this interesting that Ephesians 2.10, just two verses later, we're reminded of what it's like without him. So it's like, hey, just in, in 2.10, it says, we're, your workman, we're his workmanship, we're created in Christ for good works that he prepared for us in advance to do. And then you go to verse 12. It says that at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. That's like over here. When we're not in him, we're spinning our wheels. It's like running a marathon completely uphill. It's like it doesn't, you just can't do it. Right? You just can't do it. 26 point some miles, forget it, uphill. Doesn't work. Without God. And then he goes to verse 13. I love how the Holy Spirit writes these scriptures through, through Paul and through others who wrote the Bible. But now in Christ Jesus... You who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Praise God. All we have to do to go from here to go to here is say, Lord, forgive me. Let's go. Yeah? Takes you from there right back to here. I want to look at just a couple of these in hymns that we see in him in Ephesians. Ephesians 1.4. It says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Ephesians 1.7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Look at all these promises that we have when we are in him, when we are surrounded by him, when our identity is with him. Ephesians 1.11, in him also we have obtained what? An inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Praise God. Praise God. Ephesians 1.13 says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed that you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The last verse I want to hit on tonight is Ephesians 2.19. Ephesians 2.19, I know we've been studying identity on Sunday mornings and walking through the book of Ephesians. It's kind of what I wanted to do here the next two Wednesday nights a little bit as well. It says, but Ephesians 2.19 says, Now therefore, this is like the summary verse of what it means to be in him. 
This is like, let's, let's wrap it all up from Ephesians 1 and the first half of Ephesians 2. I just want to wrap this thing up. I feel like this is what God's saying. Let's wrap this thing up here in Ephesians 2.19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, no longer over here, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. And I truly believe when we get a hold of being part of God's family and understanding what that means and being surrounded by him, it really begins to change everything. It begins, we begin to see, what I think this begins to do for us as we, as we read the Bible, as we read about Jesus' life and the things that he did, we truly, I see each and every one of those things that he did for me. For me. He went to the cross for me. He took that pain for me. He did all of that for me. When I truly, truly get that revelation, truly understand it, I can't help but do two things. Run after him and then share it with others. Run after it and then share it with others. So Heavenly Father, I just want to pray tonight as we wrap up this evening. Father, we just want to seek you with our whole hearts. Father, and if any of us have got off too far to the, to the right side here or my left or to the right side, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are always calling us back. Thank you, Lord, that once we know you and you have become our Lord and Savior, that we can walk day in and day out with you. That your mercies never fail us. For you are a good, good God. So, Father, I ask tonight that we just pursue you with our whole lives. Every part of it. Father, increase our trust. Father, for more and more of you, Father. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son that these promises that we can be in him can be ours. Father, thank you for that inheritance. Thank you that we can be part of God's family. Thank you, Father, that you strengthen us, that you encourage us. Thank you, Father, that your word says it's no longer that I that live, but that Christ who lives in me. Father, I thank you that you are rich in mercy and that you loved us so much that you sent your son for us. So Father, tonight as we close, I thank you for courage. I thank you for courage tonight to follow those things of which you placed in our hearts. Thank you that your Holy Spirit leads us and guides us in all that we do. And Father, I just thank you for every prayer request for each person that came in here tonight. That you are answering it according to your will, according to your timing. Father, I thank you that you have shown us over and over in your scripture that you are never in a hurry that your timing is perfect. So, Father, tonight I just pray that we will not be in a hurry. 
that we will not miss the things that you've put in front of us, whether it be family members or even tasks that you might have or someone we need to call, someone we need to speak to at the grocery store. Father, help us not to be in a hurry. Help us to walk in peace and in love everywhere that we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, you are dismissed. Thank you for coming. We will see you on Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.